My name is Jill Phillips and I'm the creator of Who's Shoes, a popular approach to co-production. I was named as an HSJ100 wildcard and want to help give a voice to others talking about their ideas and experiences. I'll be chatting with people from all sorts of different perspectives, walking in their shoes. If you are interested in the future of healthcare and like to hear what other people think, or perhaps even contribute at some point, Whose Shoes Wildcard is for you. Clapping our heroes. Hooray for doctors and nurses who save lives every day. And other healthcare professionals and care staff. Hooray. And of course receptionists, porters and cleaners, those who deliver PPE to keep safe distance between us. Oh yes, and those who make the PPE, sewing, 3D printing, often for free, fighting a difficult catch-up race. And those who design it in the first place. Pharmacists, dishing out essential meds. Manufacturers supplying new hospital beds. Supermarket workers, delivery drivers, people wiping down trolleys to kill the virus. Supply chain people we never understood, not least the farmers growing the food. People putting pasta back on the shelves, rationing the loo rolls we can't share amongst ourselves. Teachers, bin men, transport workers are suddenly heroes, no longer shirkers. Volunteers coming forward everywhere, helping in communities, showing they care. We think before we dial 999. That stubbed toe is probably just fine. We suddenly value people much more, thanking those who bring food to our door. Starting to see our strong interdependence. Time to stop fighting and encourage acceptance. So what am I up to today, I hear you ask. Well, it's National Poetry Day, so I thought I'd take a bit of a different turn with the podcast series. We've always used poems in Whose Shoes right from when I started, and I thought I'd share some of the poems that we've used during our virtual Whose Shoes work during the pandemic. In order to develop virtual Whose Shoes and to be able to carry on our mainstream work by taking our Whose Shoes workshops online, in April 2020, we found ourselves quickly becoming consumed in developing what turned into an exciting six-part series, exploring problems and sharing best practice as it evolved during the pandemic. Whether this was from the NHS or communities, social care or anywhere really, it didn't matter. We just wanted to encourage people and spread the word about some of the innovative JFDI type solutions that were happening. We actually even managed to write a report about our work, so I'll share that in the programme notes. But in each of those sessions, we used some poems and I realised when it came to National Poetry Day that, that perhaps people would enjoy them. So I'm just going to dip into some of our poems and perhaps tell the story of the pandemic or some aspects of it in a different way. No hierarchy. We came to ICU from every corner of the NHS. Teachers, midwives, nurses, physios, doctors, anaesthetists and more no hierarchy, just people. With smiles behind masked faces, the heart and soul of the NHS, kindness and compassion for all and everyone. No hierarchy, just people. So that was Katie Eves, a midwife that we worked closely with running our maternity workshop in Brighton, now working no hierarchy, just people, the concept of MATEX in practice in the intensive care unit during COVID-19. So thank you so much, Katie, for allowing us to use your poem in our work. 
And I suppose my wish is that that no hierarchy, just people concept, which has really come to the fore with fantastic team working during the pandemic, can somehow, in the need to return to reality and bureaucracy and so on, carry on because it's important. We all had a new reality to face, very different for different people. Lockdown lessons. I'm trying hard to accept the situation, our loss of freedom and all the things I'm missing and appreciate the here and now. Time to have time, to grow and to learn. To realise it is not a crime, to be rather than always to do. A new me and a new you. A time with permission to stop and not constantly shop. Not constantly take the kids here and there rushing, our spirit crushing. As the demands of each day come in relentless waves. To be where we are. And notice the stars. Appreciate less pollution. Wonder what the solution will be. What our new normal will be. What we can leave behind to which we were blind. Get to know the kids and the parents. Worry a bit less about our appearance. Watch the trees start to bud. Appreciate the blossom. Nature continues regardless the way it's always been. Oblivious of COVID-19. Watching the birds in the sky. And realising, finally, that the best things are not always what money can buy. I think at first we thought it was really unlucky when someone missed a special birthday celebration or something special during lockdown, and then it happened to all of us. Going on a bear hunt. So many people going the extra mile, doing special things to make our children smile. Going out on our permitted daily walk, normally we'd visit friends, but we're not allowed to talk. Killing people's windows. Spotting teddies on display. Colourful babies brighten our day. A socially distanced birthday, hearing friends, beeping the horn, creating special lockdown memories, celebrating the day I was born. Meanwhile, what was happening to our friends in the NHS, it just felt like completely different worlds. And of course it was. Protection. It's tricky to hear through visors and masks. Difficult to undertake even trivial tasks. Sounds are muffled, vision obscured. Donning and doffing become everyday words. So much gear we feel absurd. Like we've stepped from a movie set onto the wards, but hoping protection will bring its rewards. Thank you to Florence Wilcock, my MATEX maternity experience partner in crime, for giving us that really powerful insight. And of course, people in the NHS are just ordinary people, people like you and me. Here's another really thought provoking poem by Florence Wilcock. Ordinary people. Just ordinary people, don't you see? Daughter, sister, wife, mother, that's me. Caring for people, profession, vocation, call it what you may. Taken for granted for so many years, sweat, toil, heartache and tears. Long hours at work, for decades. Suddenly valued and seen for what we bring, 
To society, the benefits apparent this spring. Skeptics among us know it won't last. Already so quickly we're slipping back into the past. Don't let's become invisible once more. Stand up for us, with us, once and for all. Remember the heroes that carried you through are ordinary people like me and you. And patience for struggling too. Messaging became a really important part of the work that we were doing during the pandemic. We've always talked a lot about communication and everything about our work tells us that people generally are very reasonable. The one thing they don't like is when the information is unclear or not matching their actual experience. Thank you to my friend Dorothy, whose husband was going through serious medical problems during the pandemic, for recording this one for me. If your call is urgent, well, it's urgent to me. I don't phone the doctor normally. Perhaps I'm making a fuss and shouldn't be calling the GP. Messaging is so important and the importance of getting it right when people are scared. They will hear the same words but bathed in a negative light. The message on the answering machine sounds straightforward to you, designed for what you call screening, but telling me I should not be phoning. That my medical problem is moaning, quite a different meaning. A lot of people are self-isolating and will hear your message alone. Please think of them and what they will experience when you leave a message on your phone. Online became our new normal, whether at work or keeping up with our families. People worried about their children, homeschooling, differently affected in different age groups. What about the little ones? Little ones. It makes me sad when my little girl solemnly tells her granny on FaceTime that the playground is closed. How am I supposed to explain, to answer her questions and fears as we cross the road when other people appear? She loves the swings and all the other things she is supposed to love at her age. How will I gauge how she is affected as we stay undercover to avoid being infected? Stuck indoors for hours on end, not seeing her friends, the extended family meeting only online, no visits or cuddles except mine. Wouldn't it be brilliant if it turns out that our children are resilient? But we were incredibly lucky, I think, to have Zoom and Teams and so on. What if the pandemic had happened even just five, ten years before? Virtually together. Now, this next one would be brilliant if it was crowdsourced by different people and ideally the different accents. But hey, you can't have everything. I'm locked down in Stoke-on-Trent, you're locked down in Crewe, only just up the road, but I can't visit you. I'm locked down in London, my sister lives in Perth, my family are scattered all around the earth. And on Sunday morning, or for them it's noon or night, we WhatsApp, Zoom or FaceTime. I see their faces from all the different places, I see their smiles across the miles and the distance disappears. And meanwhile, we're all discovering new skills like 
home hairdressing or perhaps not? Wonky haircuts. My mum offered to cut my hair. In normal times, she wouldn't dare, but she could tell I was starting to despair. My inner voice told me I shouldn't care, but it wasn't convincing. Mum googled and watched videos all day. She brought professional clippers off eBay. She stood there poised, her clippers ready. She said, stay still, keep very steady. I bottled out, I was too wary. On second thoughts, I'll just stay hairy. And some people did things that I'm sure they wouldn't have done without the pandemic. So we watched in awe as our friend Carrie Lewis, one of our fabulous graphic artists, became super fit. Lockdown lifesaver. I was not known as someone who could leap out of bed. I'm playing grumpy first thing, it has to be said. Doing PE with Joe Wicks at nine in the morning was definitely not for me, I told them yawning. But my mad sisters and their families were having fun on Zoom. I could see them all laughing, jumping round the room. Come on, Carrie. So finally on day five, I joined my first session and finished barely alive. Every joint, every muscle was painful and sore. I thought, this is crazy, I'm not doing this anymore. But because everyone was doing it together, I kept showing up. It was only 30 minutes, I could go back to bed. But I felt alert, energised and motivated instead. We laughed, we moaned, there was real team spirit. I competed with my nephew, I was keen to win it. We flexed newfound muscles, we had banter and jibes. But all around we had healthy positive vibes. I've gone from being lazy, old before my time, to proud of my waistline, feeling in my prime. Happier mentally and physically stronger. Perhaps a lockdown should last a bit longer. And for me personally, the camaraderie and sheer challenge that we got as a small team, building virtual whose shoes, taking the board game online, linking it to our database, bringing in scrolling poems and all sorts was absolutely amazing. So a big shout out to Anna and Carrie, our graphic artists who work so hard with us. And indeed my husband, Colin, Mr. Who's Shoes, who brilliantly and very innovatively managed the technical side. I came across this one, Ode to the Pandemic, when I was going through my resources, wondering what to include in the podcast. I don't think I ever published it anywhere. It was just a bit of fun I wrote for myself but I asked my friend Carol Munt to jump in at the last minute and record an audio for me, and I love it. Thank you, Carol. And indeed, thank you to all the friends, family and colleagues who've contributed audio clips for this and who contribute so much to our work. Ode to the Pandemic I find myself socially distancing from government speak. I seek refuge as I watch the daily briefings and see a parade of people I've never heard of take to the plinth. Next slide, please. I'm shielding, self-isolating, generally separating myself from life. So to amuse myself, I'm drawing up a roadmap of all the twaddle. Sorry, couldn't think of anything that rhymes with map. During the lockdown, I play press briefing bingo with my sister, who is 92, and joins me on the Zoom, smashing many stereotypes. We follow the science, and sometimes when we're feeling wicked, we ramp it up and show off our maths by discussing exponential graphs. 
Then to make the time go faster, we examine our respective bags of pasta. Our generation don't really eat pasta. Grateful for our government's food parcel, while others go to visit Barnard Castle. We each have an industrial-sized loo roll, and we check it to see if our toilet tissue is stamped all the way through with government issue. In these unprecedented times, it pays to stay alert. So when we got to the end of our six-part Virtual Who Shoes series, sharing best practice and exploring different aspects of the pandemic and how it was affecting different people, we were attracting a lot of interest and it felt as if we were punching kind of way above our weight, which was exciting. So this was our final Building the Future poem. I'll leave it hanging in the air at the end of the podcast for us all to think about. We've all dreamed of coming out of the pandemic, but are we really carrying forward the lessons? Building the Future A global pandemic. There is no question we were scared. But with fantastic teamworking, we came together because we cared. In some ways it was refreshing. A weird kind of blessing. We were able to be bold, to ditch things that left us cold. Targets for the sake of targets, counting for the sake of beans, filling endless paperwork like soulless machines. But rapidly changing guidelines, new procedures every day. We tackled huge challenges and always found a way. We surprised ourselves. Responsive and reactive, sharing and learning, a rare chance to be proactive. Our clinical skills recognised, self-motivated, energised. What is best for this patient, this situation, now? Do you need to take a break? Listening with compassion, feeling valued and cared for, staff and patients, everyone. How did it happen we were so remiss that it took a pandemic to appreciate this? The stifling bureaucracy has lifted, the power has shifted, and if there's one thing we know, we must never let this go. I hope you have enjoyed this episode. If so, please subscribe now to hear more of these fascinating conversations on your favourite podcast platform, and please leave a review. I tweet as Who's Shoes. Thank you for being on this journey with me and let's hope that together we can make a difference.